from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hey! Good morning, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Bring Gun Johnson Swindle and Bill George is. <laughs> he's not going to be here. Are you crazy? It's still turkey Bill, season. Bill George stole my fill in. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, Mike Singleton decided to come in and hang out with us and looks so excited to be here. Good morning. Uh, 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 where you been, Michael? Omasasa. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I follow you on social media. What's the name of that bar? The Freezer. Is that what it is? Oh, oh I absolutely love the Freezer. I, I wouldn't know that. <laughs> I, I, I think it, they should just have a sign out that says the Freezer, Mike's second home. I got my own chair. I'm sure you do. And, you you uh, ever see a show called Cheers? Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> no, that's exactly what happens when Mike comes walking in. But uh, welcome in. It's been a while since we've seen you. Yeah, it's been great. You've been working hard and hardly working. Hardly working. And since you don't hunt turkeys, uh, you know, you are available to come in and fill in for Bill George. Yeah. I might have to twist his arm for next week. Why? What's your uh, next week going to... Are you not here? Oh, you got hunters. Yeah. Are you a hog, turkey, deer? Hogs. What do you... Oh, hogs. No, that should take you about a half a day. Hogs. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. They'll be over there. And uh, go the, there and shoot the crud out lunch of down. Yes. Uh as I told someone the other day, right now, if you want a, I sound like I'm promoting the festival. If you want a 50 to 150 pound hog, we got you covered. There's only about, he can back this up. There's only about 30 to 50 head at each feeder. It's crazy. Looks like roaches out there. Well, so. that's basically what they've turned into in the state of Florida. But that's nice to know that you, because, uh, uh, that's about perfect size for just about anybody. If you want a nice meat hog, hey. get out there, get two or three of those, man. Succulent I, and delicious. I ha- haven't got them up yet, but I've got the guys that were up there. Uh, my, my Minnesota boys that I think are probably listening right now. Minnesota? That, uh, I told you about have a place there in Mariana and they just come over for like a day, day hunt kind of a deal. We don't have to put them up. We don't have to do anything with them. But they came over, and they both uh, both of the hogs they shot were probably that 120 to 140 range. That's not bad. I like that size. And they just, the, the guy, they these guys, my daughters get a kick out of it because when they show up, it's uh, two brothers and the guy that's helping him work at his house in Mariana. They all three sit together. They got a cooler. I mean, it's a you know, it's kind of like would be us just going out to the dock at Panasofsky and sitting there with a couple of cane poles right. and a few beverages and a nice, comfortable chair, you know, and that's <laughs> just throw them in the ground blind. If, and if they're not staying there, do they still get to steak dinner that you supply every time? No. What? No, they don't want it. There. I've offered to cook dinner for them. I have offered several times because they usually come and do an afternoon hunt. 
And I ask him, I'm like, do you guys want me to fix dinner? You know, da 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 da. I'll nope. tell you what, if Jonathan says, hey, you want me to fix dinner? You better stick around. Yeah, that would be a. It's going to be a huge dinner. That'd be one of those you want to stay, stay with. Yeah. Hang out with. The guy brings in about 100 pounds of steaks and. There's four of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a good idea to hang around if he's by the girl. Yeah. Well, now, so you're going to be out there uh, killing hogs next weekend, so it looks like it's going to be you and Mike, me, me and you again. But, I, but I think I might actually, I, I tried to get the Battle Royale for uh, the weekend. I tried to get Carlos and Vince to come in at the same time. Oh, boy. I wanted to have the Battle of the Co-Hosts My right boy, here. Carlos. I love Carlos. But he's apparently, you know, keeping Mama happy. They're up in St. Augustine seeing the sights, drinking a little sulfur water. You, you know, got, and, you got to uh, do that. And, uh, you know, going around and seeing uh, all the old stuff. And uh, Vincenzo has to work today. So he's, uh, he's uh, gone, too. But uh, maybe next weekend I can get him to come in. And uh, Mike, we can referee if we get Carlos here. We have the all, <laughs> the, uh, the co-host show where everybody, <laughs> all, the, all the third stringers all get to show up at one time. It'd be awesome. Uh, that, yeah. <sighs> well, anyway. We'll, we'll be like the NFL strike. That's in the works. And uh, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this uh, at the beginning of the show. Uh, radio has taken quite a few hits in the past eight or nine months. It's crazy. We uh, lost Scott Ledger last year. You know the Ledge himself, uh, the broadcasting great that he was. Uh, Giles, you know, news guy for so many years. And then Rush Limbaugh. And then now, of course, Ted Webb uh, passed away this past week. Which oh, he did. We all kind of knew it was coming, yeah. you know, oh, when he man. stopped his dialysis and all that stuff and went into hospice on his own. You know, he was, you know, I'm, I'm tired. You know, it's, I'm going out on my own kind of deal and so mr webb was mr webb he was uh he was a great dude uh extremely funny and i think uh steve austin probably on his web page said it best he said in today's environment and today's radio uh there's never an opportunity there's no opportunity for anybody to become the next ted webb or anything else like that so he's going to be the only one though there, there will be another one like him i know there's still some Ones, but they're not really in our market anymore, you know, with Lionel and all that guy, you know, all those people who started out over on FLA back in the days, and uh, they've kind of moved on, Mark Larson and all those guys. But uh, Teddy was such a hoot. Their studio, when we were at uh, 103.5 for a number of years, he was way down the hallway. The FLA was like the first radio station. You remember when you walked in through the, through the side oh, door? Oh, yes. And then you had some... Production studio stuff. Then you had ninety three three, and then you had uh, you know mix, and then you had all these others that were all in a row. And one hundred and five, we were the very back, last thing, <laughs> very end. So I had, there had to be a reason for us to go all the way up to the very front to go past the FLA window. They had a big, huge window that faced the hallway, and every time I would walk by there, Ted would see me, and he'd put up a finger like this, and he you know put up the one, and he'd like, oh, which meant. Wait a second! Don't move. move yeah. So I'm standing there by the window, and I'm waiting, and I'm like, well, "What's he doing, man? I got you know, I, we have our own show down the hall. I got to go here in a minute." And he'd come walking out. He'd go, "Hey, come out on the back porch with me for a minute," because they had their own little little hallway and a little sneaky uh, back porch. They had a little doorway oh, yes. that went out to the side of the building. 
<clears throat> for jocks who used to smoke and all that stuff, that was a place they could go step out real quick. And, and there was a little bench out there. And Ted would always, uh, like, you know, he'd come out and go, hey, come out on the back porch for a minute. I was like, uh, okay. And he'd walk out and go, hey, I want to ask you about something. I'm looking at this pistol. And I would think, you know, you think I should get it or whatever. Or I mean, it was whatever it was the conversation. Next thing you know, one of us idiots would look down at our watch and go, crap. We've missed like two breaks. We got to go. <laughs> it's like, we better get out of here and go running back to our perspective studios. Uh, but he was a great guy, great asset to the Tampa Bay area. I don't know how many millions of dollars and gallons of blood and billions yeah. of pounds of toys and everything else that those uh, that he helped raise around well, this area for so many years. And I remember, like, and you know this because I've told you this several times, like me and you get to do this show together. I remember riding around in Dad's truck, listening to Randy Price and Steve Austin and Dave McKay and Ted. I mean, growing up as a kid, and I remember walking in there the first time I did was working with Mike Anderson and doing some other stuff, and walking in there and meeting him for the first time. And you see this short, kind of stocky Cuban dude, but the moment he said hi to you, it was. You knew his voice. Oh, yeah, you knew exactly. You knew exactly who he was, and we started talking. And of course, I told him about the, like you say, about the gun stuff. I told him about the archery shop, you know, with Arrowhead and then doing the out start. I hadn't quite started the outfitting stuff yet, uh, the way it is now. But I remember him asking me all the time, "Hey, you done any hunting? You doing it?" And every time he'd see you, you. You do any hunt? You done any hunting yet? You done any of this? You done any of that? He always wanted me to bring him back a pig. He goes, "I need you to bring me back a small <laughs> pig. I need a small you pig. too." And I was like, "A small pig for what?" He goes, "I got a, I got a Cuban box, a China box, man. I want to cook one in the backyard. I want to, I want to cook it back there in the backyard." I took him. I remember taking him some ham, a couple of hams, and they, uh, they. I took him a couple of hams one time, and you thought that you'd give him. You giving him gold? No, it I mean, was. It was. Man, giving I a Cuban pork, it, it is. It. You give yeah. a Cuban pork, it is like gold. They treat it like gold. They cook it like gold and eat it like gold. It's just, it's disgustingly delicious. But I, laugh, um, I, I laughed and him. asked him that. Well, so I laughed and asked him that because I, I listened to the morning show with him and Jack Harris, and I said, "So is Jack going to get any of that?" He's like, uh, "This will probably make it from the smoker to the kitchen table." <laughs> <laughs> That'll be about as far as it gets. Well, we'll really miss him, and I'll miss the impromptu. I'd be in the shower, I'd be brushing my teeth, and I'd hear Ted Webb say something like, I like my good friend Braden Gunn always says, if it's really the gun's fault, we'd all be dead because they outnumber us. <laughs> and I'd be like, what? <laughs> Me too. Did he just say that? He just said my name on the radio. Oh, that was awesome. Well, anyway. All right, taking a break, you guys. It is the Bigger Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. They're getting already geared up for that Memorial Day sale. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good time ahead by all. We hope you get over and see them. We'll be back.
Can you talk now? <laughs> I don't know. This, <clears throat> this is easy top. This is one of the best intros ever. No, I thought there for a minute you look like one of them pythons down in the Everglades. Oh, yeah, trying to wolf down that Wawa thing you brought in here. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Bigger Wild Outdoors, Braden Jonathan and uh, Mike Singleton. He's in here. And, of course, Diego's here as well. And uh, we have somebody sitting on the phone. I don't know if we're, are we talking to them or are we just going to ignore them or what are we going to do? Are we gonna we gonna just like say yeah, thanks for calling, get out of here, thanks for Mr. calling, Mr. Lockton, Michael, Tom, Thomas, yes, Billy, yes sir, is that you, Bill? Tom That's Tom Lockton. Oh, Tom, <laughs> yeah, we've talked to you before. Yes, sir. Yeah, we have. Uh, you're with the Reinhardt, right? Yes, sir. We're getting ready for the Reinhardt. The Reinhardt R100 will be on uh, April 9th through the 11th. Out to Canop, uh, Resort of Canopy Oaks in Lake Wales, Florida. Lake Wales? <clears throat> yep. That's out there in the middle of nowhere. Uh, well, we're out in cattle country. There's no doubt about that. Well, you better go out and do it. Hurry, because uh, the way they're selling them big cattle ranches out there, there'll be all uh, houses here pretty soon. So get out there and do what you got to do. Uh, now, this one's coming up April, did you say, 9th through the 11th? April 9th through the 11th. Yep, we'll start at registration at uh, noon on April 9th, and it'll run through up until 3 o'clock on April 11th. Now, yep. if, if people don't know, uh, they're, uh, you know, maybe new to the show or moved here from somewhere else or uh, any, any number of reasons, the Reinhardt, explain to them what the actual Reinhardt 100 actually is and what you do. The Reinhardt R100 is a national tour of uh, uh, archery, 3D archery. It's a national tournament that could, that goes through. You're going to get a, a chance to shoot at 100, 100 3D targets, archery targets, full-size animal. You're going to get to shoot at a full-size giraffe, a full-sized elephant, a full-sized hippo. We, we have a Sasquatch. We have... We yes. have dinosaurs. We have everything out there. Yeah, I know that a lot of people, uh, uh, there's a lot of fantasy stuff out there, too. I remember one year you had the alien from the movie Aliens and Predator and all those other things like that. And this is a family-friendly event. There's a uh, an area where kids get to go, right, and do their thing. And then if the adults want to go and do the whole dang course, they can do that as well? Exactly. Well, both. It's a family event where anybody with any uh, any archery, any type of archery that they they have, uh, will be able to accommodate them and make sure that everybody gets a chance to shoot shoot the round. Now you uh, can bring your own bow and all that stuff, or is there bows available for people who may not have one? No, you have to bring your own equipment. Okay, so it's BYOB. Got that? <laughs> got yep. that? Of course. Yeah. Now, if anybody is. Uh, is there anything that's not allowed? Can you not like bring the, you know, four ounce raisin weight uh, carbons or anything like that? Is is there anything that's the only thing you can't use is broadheads. It has to be field tip arrows. Field tip only. And uh, what about crossbows? Crossbows are uh, uh, you can use a crossbow. However, it is uh, it's not shot as a competition. Crossbows are only shot as uh, as a uh, uh, a fun type shoot for them. Okay, so you just there's no thing. Well, wait a minute, you said competition. There's is there stuff to be won here? Oh yes, 
Oh, oh my God, we got all sorts of great prizes and everything, and there's money to be won and everything else out there. I didn't know so, that part. I thought it was just uh, everybody going out, get to go shoot it, yeah. you know, something that maybe you'll never see in your lifetime. Oh, no, there's fantastic prizes to be won, and we have raffles every day, and we have side shoots every day, and there's prizes and, and money to be won every day. Oh. We also will have some fantastic food out there. That we will bring, we're bringing in Smoke and Oaks barbecue. We're bringing in El uh, 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 taco truck and Dave's and Dave's uh, uh, box menu uh, truck because it's coming in. Also, Kona Ice will be there. And uh, Frenzy Brain Freeze will also be yeah. out there. At, with at you, least so. you are going to have some variety. Nice. <laughs> we are having variety. We are having a we, we, we are, This is going to be a great, great shoot. This is the first time it's been back in Florida in four years. Yeah, yep. it's been a long time. It really has. And I think that one of the reasons, uh, not just the whole COVID crud, but uh, trying to find a place to, to do it because, I yep. mean, it takes up a lot of room to, to put all that stuff out there. you got to have some acreage to get out there and go do it. You absolutely do. I mean, it is hard to find a venue big enough to put this on and make sure that it's run correctly, and we worked very hard to get this. Uh, and, and we've got it set up. It's ready to go. I mean, we'll start setting targets Monday, and we're all excited about it. We're hoping you guys come out. Well, Monday, uh, Monday, I got to work. Mike, you have to go. Can you go? Got to work. I'll what? be in uh, Miami. Oh, my, oh, yeah, that's real work. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. but It's one of those things where a lot of people can get to go and go have a lot of fun, bring the kids, do all that kind of good stuff. And Jonathan ought to go down and rep. Uh, he, could, well, he could fling some arrows. He knows what he's doing. That's, yeah. Jonathan can fling some arrows. I mean, he should be down there uh, really – just pounding some arrows into these targets. What yeah. time are you going to be there, Jonathan? Come on. I'd like to Don't go. Go down. I'd man. really like to go. I'd like to take my uh, my uh, longbow down there and go shoot some stuff. Pro- that would be awesome. I'll probably send Sean down there and let him show him. Sean, yeah, do that kind of thing. Well, now, oh. uh, is there a place where I could go to get more info, a website kind of thing? or? Yes, sir. All you have to do is go on to r100.org right. on the website. So just the letter yeah. R and then 100? Yes, the letter R, then 100.org. That's pretty simple. And it'll give, you, it'll give you all the information on the national tour. Just look down through there, and you'll see where everything, there you'll see where it says the Lake Wales. And they, now, out. now, Tom, are they still allowed to pre-register, or they have to register there when they get to the event? Uh, it's both, but they can pre-register through Wednesday. Okay. So, Pre-registration is, is good until Wednesday, and then we shut it off. But they anybody can come out the day of the shoot and, and register to now, shoot. And it's different. It's it's cheaper if you pre-register, but it's more if you register day of, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. $10, $10 more if you don't register. Is there going to be a beer cart? <laughs> I always heard shooting hey, and I'll beer tell you is what, good. Af- after the, after yeah. all the shoot's over and everything... The uh, resort at Canopy Oats has a fantastic tiki bar, and we're going to yeah. have DJ music on Friday night, and we're going to have a live band After. on oh, After. Oh, I yeah. missed that part. My bad. After. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's not like golf. You, you know, forgot, it's not hey, are you forgetting your get training already? Yeah. Yeah. After. 
Well, now, I, you know, you brought that up because it's going to be out at the Canopy Oaks Clubhouse, and I know that that place out there, uh, you can camp. I think they got RV hookups out there. They got some uh, small cottages kind of thing uh, where you can go out there and uh, at least stay there, and then there's like a hotel right down the street. I can't remember the name of it, but it's been so long since I've been there. But Are you all booked up, Tom? But we're booked pretty good, but I still there's a few campsites open and everything so that they can come in there. Now, we're not doing primitive camping, but we we do have RV sites and everything with full hookup and, and everything that is, uh, that's available. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, so you can't just show up with a sleeping bag, sleep on the ground somewhere in front back of your, your favorite truck. target. Yeah, back of your truck. That's camper. No, unfortunately, they won't let that happen. That's a camper. Um, yeah, why can't you do that if you got a if you've got it's a on wheels? You got a tano cover or something. It's like a you know, it's like a get cabin. you a pap cap and you be exactly. good to go. No, all you need is Bill George Suburban. It's got everything. It's got a grill in the back. Sure, it's got beds. It's got everything. Just got park in the parking stove. lot. Yeah, I mean, it could, uh, it's got a couple <laughs> go of winches. Go to Brandon Ford. Get your truck. <laughs> put your pap cap on it. And yeah, you'll be fine. Mattress in the back. You're good to go. I don't know how many horse shows we camped out in the back of the pickup truck in. Jeez, oh Pete. Well, anyway, so it's going to be coming up Lake Wales, April 9th through the 11th. It's going to be out at the uh, Canopy Oaks Clubhouse, which is out Res- in Lake Resort- Wales. Resort at Canopy Oaks, yeah. correct. Yeah, and it's out there in Lake Wales. It's not real, real far. <clears throat> it's right. out there. In- it's out on 630, west, 630 East between Frostproof and uh, Lake Wales. Yeah, that's not too bad. Forty-five minutes, and then, like I said, it's it's there's still wilderness out there. There's still well, some nice country. I'll be, out there. I will be in that neck of the woods probably here in the next uh, three or four hours. Very cool. Well, we, Jonathan can go uh, start setting up today. I uh, he'll be out there <laughs> scouting around for uh, the, go out and shoot. Is there? I got to ask you this: Is there different prices for if you like you wanted to do the whole range, or are you? I remember you guys didn't you like break it up into. Like Africa course one time, and then a North American course one time, and right, we have an African course and we have an American course, uh, North American course. Each of those are fifty targets, and uh, they have we have a one day fee, and then we have a a two day fee or a, a two round fee, which which includes both rounds. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there there are different prices for different things that you want to do out there, and plus we have great discounts for the kids and everything, so the kids can shoot, uh, you know, the uh, whole event, and then for kids up until I believe it's uh, eleven or or twelve years old can shoot for like ten dollars for the whole weekend. So. That's nice. That's I uh, can't go anywhere anymore for ten bucks, and plus you guys got the Iron Buck. The most evil thing ever invented uh, for archery people. <laughs> uh, well, that. Well, yes, we do. We have the Iron Buck. We also have the Iron Forest, which is another kind of an evil thing to, to, to put on. We So we have two of those. Uh, you're not making anybody shoot at it. Yeah, that's what? true. Yeah, you're not making them do it. It's a volunteer only. Well, I, Tom, we appreciate the call. We really do. Well, we got to take a hard break. But if anybody needs more info, all they got to do is go to where again? All they need to do is go to r100r100.org and check us out on the line, and they'll see all the information they need for the event. There you go. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. We appreciate it.
Well, thank uh, you for hopefully hope see you guys out there. April 9th. Thank you, buddy. That's the uh, R100, the Reinhardt 100. It's happening in Lake Wales going from the 9th to the 11th. It's going to be a really good time. Bring the kids. It's always kid-friendly. It's always a good time out there in the woods. We're going to take a fast one, you guys. We'll be back. See how the sausage was made. Sorry. I like sausage. I had some for breakfast. Thank you, Jonathan. What are you doing? What are you doing? Read the news. What what do you mean you're reading the news? The news. All right. I'm curious. He's in a Bill George chair. He's got a... I'm curious. Where are you getting your news from? It seems that it's on some sort of electronic device. So uh, where, where are you at getting your news? Fox News. I don't look at anything else. But I see what's playing behind me, and I'm not going to pay attention to that news channel. <laughs> They're full of lies. We didn't bring that in here. That was brought in by uh, higher tell, powers. I hate to tell a certain radio person that's on here during the week that if they don't need to leave that on because there's a good chance one day they might come in and that TV will be cracked. Well, no, you leave it on because that way you, if you don't know what the enemy's doing, then you don't know what the enemy's doing. You got you got But you can't uh, trust what the enemy's doing because that's a lie too. You don't know. Uh listen, before we get into really crazy stuff, I know that uh Bill George of course is out doing uh, turkey camp stuff. He's out there as long as turkey seasons was it seven, let's see what look, looks he, like outside. He's going to be uh, very. Uh, Should be at least one bird on the ground. By nope. Now. He just texts no gobblers. He's planning on going to my house and taking out Johnny Cash out back. Well, maybe so because uh, as windy as it is, if you don't catch them early, where they f- do the fly down, and if you got a nice breeze, like we got kind of going out there occasionally, uh, you know, you got to catch them between there and the field or somewhere around there. These cold mornings like this, too. And they might it, be huddled up with each other on the limb. For a little bit, but once they, uh, the sun comes up and they get nice and warm, they want to get out there where they, they can get some sun on those feathers and start looking can, good. What the, it's April. What the heck? Start looking good for the girls. Biggest turkey I ever shot was on a morning like this. I was oh, yes. freezing to death. I had brought my DK Flatwoods netting. I showed up in a T-shirt shorts, as I always do, and... Uh, Joey was, yeah, Joey was like, dude, you got any camo? And I was like, yeah, I got it in the truck. And I just slapped it on real quick, you know, the netting. The old bug tamer type suit. Oh, man, those things are a godsend for Florida. And so I'm sitting there basically, you know, 48, 52 degrees, whatever it was out there, and basically just a T-shirt and shorts. You know, I, I'm a, it's a good thing I wasn't doing any calling because all my turkey girls would have been like, <laughs> for my teeth chattering together. It was uh, it was quite chilly, but uh, I produced a nice bird because, again, sun came up, 
Start to see it warming up, a little steam coming off the field there, you know, burn off some dew, and all of a sudden, bugga boom, bugga boom, the two big brothers came walking out of there, stretching and flapping. Yeah, get out here in the sun, warm up a little bit, show off some to some girls, and then I sent one to Jesus, and that's all she wrote. Wow, it was, it was on a we should on send a him day. to the right place. Hear the old day like today. <laughs> he went away. Uh, of course, the big crisis going on now. Bill George has been keeping an eye on, and if you haven't been putting in your two cents, you really should. Uh, of course, FWC thinking about reopening Tampa Bay for uh, trout, snook, and redfish. A lot of heated conversations this past week on that one, and then of course, then the big news came out that you know the uh, phosphate plant over there in Manatee County is now going to have to dump you know like almost a half a million gallons of radioactive phosphate uh, wastewater into Tampa Bay. And, of course, all the captains, everybody, I don't care who you are, is now freaking out over that. Because if you don't know where that water's coming out at, it's like literally between two of the most delicate, great fisheries that we have on the east side of Tampa Bay. It's south of the kitchen, north of Teresia, that whole area in between there. Which is like Snook Central, right? And everything else it always has been, and uh, now they're going to dump, uh, you know, all that uh, nasty stuff in there. But has that, that hadn't been approved yet, correct? Ah, uh, it's already started, bro. Really? It's uh, it's they're they're pumping it out. Wait a minute, is it reclaimed water? No, it's the uh, captured water from the phosphate. Production cool. over there, cooling water, right? They call it or something like that. I, I guess they can only use it for so much before it's so uh, contaminated that they hope that Mother Nature, you know, evaporates the vast majority of water off of it. But apparently, they have to do some repairs on the giant, you know, earthly holding tank, and they have to pump everything out first before you can do that. So, bless their um, hearts. You know, one of the one of the lead uh, tips of the spear, as always, is uh, Dave Marquette. And uh, I know if you if you follow him on your Facebook page or anything like that, you'll see that, you know, he's standing right there. He's like standing right there at the on the pipeline, you know, as the water's coming out. And, uh, you know, they they tried to put it in a canal that's filled with cattails and all that stuff. So that by the time the water reaches Tampa Bay, it's a little bit cleaner than what it was when it came directly out of the pipe. Because if you go and see the videos that he's posted on his Facebook page. The water literally looks like something you see on an episode of The Simpsons being pumped out of the, uh, you know, the nuclear facility. Uh, and it's just like this weird, uh, you know, neon green water that's like pumping out of there. I hate to laugh, but that's the first thing I think of is, you know, your yeah. prototypical, you know, toxic <clears throat> water that you see in every movie. This literally looks just like that. Right. That's being pumped into uh, Tampa Bay. And, of course, we've had these spills before, you know, Upper Hillsboro, Hillsboro River, uh, you know, all these big Kim spills that happen, and we see the results of it. And now all these captains and everybody are screaming, you know, all this hard work. You know, we had red tide, and then we, you know, we, we, we beat ourselves up and didn't let everybody catch fish, didn't let anything catch fish, and do all that other stuff like that. Shoot, after this, next year, you won't even be able to keep a catfish. That's all, you know. I'm or thinking, a ladyfish. You know, <laughs> I, I hate to sound like a conspiracy nut, but, you know, it's almost like, you know, we had four years of a president, we had no mass shootings. And then all of a sudden, we have one president who wants anti gun legislation, and then there's mass shootings everywhere. Yeah. 
It's kind of like we did all the hard work, shut down Tampa Bay, and everything was fine for all those years. And then when we start thinking about opening it back up, all of a sudden we got to pump waste in there, and it's going to kill millions of fish, so we got to keep it closed again. You know what I mean? Four years from now, we'll be back on the commission meetings trying to get them to open it again. And this is one of those events that we've talked about on this show that once you get the population up to where you think it would – who gets to make it's, the determination of when it's satisfaction? Well, they got biologists. They're saying that because I was on that last commission meeting, they got biologists sitting there talking about the. Uh, yeah, we got the, our seals the, of approval from Bill George on that deal. The guys are, are sitting there talking about, oh, it's this, it's that. One guy called in. He's like, do you sit in the bay and count every fish? Do you catch every fish? Do you really know this number? Where are you getting this number? Well, we chart it off of the temperature. It started pulling some stuff, and everybody's sitting there going, no way. This ain't correct. Well, And, I mean, right now, I can go out there. Here, Like I said, I catch trout. I catch red. You, snook? Snook's crazy. My dock at Homosassa has, I don't know how many snooks sitting under it. It, it ain't like they're going anywhere. But, I mean, they're everywhere. But, and every captain I know that goes and fishes that area that's being affected right now, they get they, they literally say the words, we went out and caught fit. We caught so many snook. We were tired of catching them. Yep. Well, but the sad part is, <clears throat> and me and Bill. I mean, obviously, you know this because we do it on air and off air, and you know it too. Argue about it all the time. Is my my whole problem is is pick a lane. It's just like with anything else. It's just like with COVID. It's just like with pick a lane. You can't sit there and tell me, okay, you follow the science, you follow this, you follow that, you know, especially with me doing what I do up there at the woods. And you know this because you've been there and you're going to go there one day. When it comes to land management, he will tell you, I become a completely different person when I step foot either at Lake Wales or in Bluntstown. And that's the part I don't have. I have a high school degree. But that's the part that drives me nuts is these quote-unquote people that they have that are in charge of things that are supposed to be so much smarter than all the rest of us. If you're going to go by the science, go by the science. If you're going to make it a popularity contest, make it a popularity contest. But they're doing their numbers from a desk. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the problem. They're yeah. doing the numbers by just whatever their like data said, feeds. If you're going to go off of you know what somebody blows your skirt up on social media then that's fine if you gotta go by the numbers let's go by the numbers well the thing is is all those numbers are disputed but we're gonna take a break it is the big and wild outdoors thank you for hanging out with us this morning we appreciate it if you want to give us a call you know you can it's 888-404-1010 888-404-1010 it doesn't have to be about what we're talking about it might be something that's been bothering you for a while or you got a question go ahead and call we'll see what we can do help you out as best we can It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. It's Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden, Jonathan, Michael, 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 Singleton is here, hey, and, uh, uh, and of course Diego is here looking extremely fly. Just wanted to wish McKinley, Singleton, good luck today. She's playing volleyball. Get him, Mac. Game. Go get him. 
Volleyball, are we still allowed to like volleyball since we can't like football, basketball, or baseball? No, they don't take a knee. Oh, okay. I can still like like it. I just don't have to like the professionals. Okay. Yeah. uh, Before the break, we were talking about the uh, the spill that's going on over there. It's not a spill. It's a slow, uh, time-released discharge that they're putting into uh, Tampa Bay on the other side of the bay. And at the tune of, I think David said on his site that each pump, I think there's two that are running at full speed, and it's around 11,000 uh, gallons a minute. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, math, math, 22,000 gallons a minute pumping out of there into uh, uh, into a canal that flows into Tampa Bay, and the canal itself is probably... Half a mile, quarter of a mile long, and it's filled with uh, cattails and various other aquatic, you know, fauna that supposedly help to reduce the amount of uh, stuff that's being released into Tampa Bay. I mean, it's a good effort, but uh, it is what it is, and a lot of the uh, guides and captains and well, uh, fishermen are not happy about it. But some person that don't even know which bathroom to use is uh, the one figuring out that it's going to be safe. We're going to be fine. <laughs> uh, probably somewhere around there. It's uh, one of those things where uh, a lot of people won't give two, two craps and a you-know-what uh, right. about it, and then others will be because – if you are a fisherman out in Tampa Bay, if you live your whole life behind uh, Wheaton Island or uh, Upper Tampa Bay or whatever, you have your spots, you know, you get down there around Pinellas Point or whatever. I mean, if that's your gig, that's your gig. But that other side over there where this is in the middle of, two of the biggest uh, breeding estuaries and stuff over there, you got the, you know, you got the kitchen, you've got Terracia, you got all that area over there around Port Manatee and there's a lot of prime fishing over there. There really is. That's Brooksy Hall's stomping grounds, Lori Deaton's stomping grounds, Mike Goodwine's stomping grounds, uh, Mike Kevin Little's stomping grounds. I mean, all those guides uh, use that area up and down that whole area there. And uh, it's one of those things where is it going to be a bad thing? Well, I guess we just have to wait and see if there's thousands of fish floating up, belly up. And, well, and then and what the, do you do? My whole thing is, too, for somebody whose family worked in the mines and with the mines for years with the business that we had, I'm surprised that usually that water might have, a, like you said, with Dave's deal, yeah, it might be a green color when it comes out. But there's usually a, a few checks and filters that that water's got to go through before they just turn it loose. And like you said about that canal, that canal is supposed to be the end-all, or the way they set those canals up, that should be the end-all, be-all to where it doesn't have an ecological impact that it should have. That no. shouldn't make it as disastrous or high it, in phosphorus exactly. or whatever it is well, before it hits the water. And it's supposed to be, I mean, let's face and those are supposed, those canals are supposed to be set up for just like what you said before. When you have a accident or something like that happen, that's like your last resort or your stopgap or whatever you want to call it. It tries to lessen the blow. My thing is, if, like you said, it's coming out looking like something off The Simpsons. Well, if it's yeah. that bad, you're not going to get them cattails cleaning it that much. Well, well you know, if you look at, there's going to be runoff. If you look at the the video on Dave's uh, page, 
It was taken by the uh, Manatee County Commissioner, Misty Servia. And uh, I'm looking, and I, I, don't, I don't know of any. Do cattails die off in the winter? I don't, I don't think so. I think they stay green for the most part. But every, everything that's in this canal is brown. Mm-hmm. So that usually is an indication that maybe it's not absorbing all these things that are being pumped into that said canal. So yeah. you're talking uh, about them giant corn dogs growing out there. Yeah, the southern wild corn, corn dogs. dogs. <laughs> yeah, wild corn dogs only grow in the south. It's, um, but uh, of course, all the no, guys don't eat the cattails, please. <laughs> well, what did I tell you about radio? Have a, hey, have what a lot. Have a lot of radio. Hey, hey, have a lot of fluids if you are going to eat it. They're us. dry. There's going to be that person that's listening to us that's going to say, wait, you can eat cattails? You gotta, well, you can if eat cattails. If they do, call in and tell us what it tastes like. You can eat cattails. You can kill eat you. the tubers. You can eat the roots. You can eat all that. You can uh, eat all parts of uh, the Not cattails. Not the brown part. If you eat the brown part, it's just going to be a little dry. But You have to soak it in some buttermilk for a long time <laughs> before you fry and it. And deep fry it. <laughs> deep fry it. Uh, anyway, on the, on the non-laughing side of it, with all the guides and everybody and if we get a major uh, fish kill or grass burn off or whatever it is from this spill, wh- now what is it going to do? Now, which way is the wind going to blow when it comes to these commission meetings when it comes to the fish? Mm-hmm. Because that is a huge fishery over there. That's also the area where the old redfish uh, release area was. They used to raise all those you know, juvenile redfish Had and let big, them go. Big uh Big net tanks. things, yeah. Yeah, the big tanks and all that stuff. I, I went over there. Steve and I went and tr- toured that whole place with Gina years, I mean, a million years ago. Well, and uh, I don't even know if it's still there and running. And I haven't heard hiding a hair of that thing like, at all. Well, and my problem is, too, is like when I hear these stories, I've always been, because you guys know what our family did, was one of the businesses we did was sheet metal insulation, asbestos removal, all that stuff like that. We've worked in the power plants. We've worked in the mines. And it's like the power plants. I get so sideways with people about the actual effectiveness and probably the benefits that you have from power plants in the state with what it does to a fishery. And, I mean, I sat there, like I said, I've done Mike's show before, Anderson, and I've sat there and argued with guys that they just bash power plants, but I want to look at them and tell them there's been years that we've had these freezes that if it wasn't for the warm water runoff from that power plant, yeah, we'd have no snook. There'd be no fish. Yeah, mm-hmm. there'd be no fish. And yeah. I mean, that's the. But I haven't, seen very, I haven't seen very many manatees huddled up at a phosphate mine. Well, it's been a little while it, that, for me, and but that's maybe they may be hitting it. I don't know. It's one of the canal. Get up there in uh, green water. <laughs> But, uh, you know, in the old days, well, then, then 9-11 happened and you couldn't go anywhere near the, oh old, my gosh. Uh, the outlets, the gates and all that stuff anymore. But uh, I just, you know, when I see this kind of stuff, I always think to myself, you know, uh, there's a, there's a, it's water. Okay. It's water. And it's got radioactivity in it to a certain degree uh, with phosphate. It's, it's got some radioactivity in it, all that stuff. And I said, you know, there's an easy solution for all this kind of stuff. You pump that water, and you don't pump it into a a, a, a giant holding, you know, mat-lined uh, pond somewhere and wait for this to overspill, overflow, all that stuff, because it has one way to go, and that's right to Tampa Bay. I said, get a, get a 9-inch pipe, 10-inch pipe, hook that sucker up to a plasma furnace, and as soon as it goes through that Evaporate. plasma goes through that plasma furnace, 
The water is instantly miraculously turned to steam, which is now just purified water going up into the sky. And everything else that's in there, any particulate, gets burned to the point of where it goes back to its original carbon. Right. There's literally that only two that's things. That's a good that, idea. There's only two things that come out of it: water and carbon. Mm-hmm. Carbon is neutral, well, and and it doesn't hurt anything once it's burned to that point. And I, I don't understand why Rick Christman over here with his sewage problem or any of these other things like well, that. Well, but like you say, Christman they don't have those things. Yeah. Christman, perfect example. I know guys in parish in that area; they get reclaimed water all the time that they pump onto the hay fields and everything else. Sure. And it's just it's like you say about putting it through the plasma furnace. Now you're reusing it, one, and it's not going to impact or hurt anything. It's actually going to help stuff. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you put it through there and you get steam out of it. How much stuff do you know that you could power with steam? <laughs> a lot. I mean, a lot. You know, and this is the bad part about it is, is the three of us are sitting here, you know, and we've already come up with probably what, three or four ideas that. You could use something, um, turn a negative into a positive. I don't understand in this day and age of green energy and, you know, the Green New Deal and all this other green, green, green crap, why they don't uh, look for something like that, a totally different way of doing it. You know, hey, it worked great in the 1960s and the 1950s when there was, like, nobody living in Manatee County except maybe – 250,000 cows. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the thing is, is uh, something like that with a new uh, with a new wave, instead of just pumping it out there and letting Mother Nature, uh, you know, evaporate what it can. Dude, if you if you run it through a plasma furnace well, type thing, yes, it's going to cost you millions of dollars. But in the long run, well, but it's like it uh, saves you all the. But how many of, water uh, water treatment plants do we have set up along the the coast? To, that's supposedly supposed to suck in salt water and purify it and turn it into drinking water. And how many of those are being freaking used? Well, wait, the, in about, oh, no, I don't know, two months from now, they're going to, we have a major alert going on. Major. The water got into the drinking water or this or that. They're going to have their, well, and something stupid's going like to happen. Like wells, you know, yeah. around well, the area. Well, like be you just in. said about the green stuff, I'm, as I like to say it, I'm brooksifying my truck. There you go, Brooksy Hall. I'm giving you a shout out for that one. And like I've looked into the programmers and the deleting side of things. And I watched a video from a guy that was breaking down all this, the DGR sensors and the DF fluid and all this other stuff. And he's like, he goes, in the video, he says it. He's like, you do realize that all this stuff that they like my truck, my brand, my beautiful Brandon Ford diesel truck. He's like, all this stuff that they put on to quote unquote for emissions is actually making the engine work harder, be less efficient, and cause more particulates and stuff like that to go in the air than if they had none of it on there at all. And that's the part that drives me absolutely flipping insane. Remember the old days when we all had to go stand and uh, get our cars and put them in line? Oh, catalytic converters. Get the inspection and catalytic converters. You got the hollowed out converters for me? You know what's funny is I'd go every year with my old old 1973 Chevrolet pickup truck with twin 260 double pumpers, big giant carburetor sitting on that Mm -hmm. big YM manifold. And I'd pass every single year because I made sure that my fuel mixture and everything was on there was nice and lean. And every ounce of gas that got dumped into my cylinders, my 12-to-1 12, 12 TRW pop-ups, 
bum, bum. was burning every single bit of it. I'm getting my money's worth. And the guy would do the little thing on the pipe, and he goes, well, you're great. Your emissions are low on here, man. Your catalytic converters are, are doing great. And I'm going, don't, yeah. ha- don't have them on here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't have them on here, man. He's like, what? I'm like, no. Got to tune They're right. about as hollow as our new president's head. I'm sorry. Got to tune right. It'll run right. All right, taking a break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Top of the hour. Hour two is right around the corner. It's going to get good. Stay right there. We'll be back.